So, um, can I get four buttery nipples and three cores light? Um, sir, th this is a blockbuster. Because that was a better start. <laughs> Movies and brewskis. So, a little difference, though. We're changing up the script. Like, last week, at the end of the podcast, we said we were going to do... I believe we said we were going to do Doolittle, Cats, and Weathering in You, or Weathering for oh, You. Oh, my God. And we didn't do any we of We didn't those. do any of the three movies. Plot twist. Yeah, we did... Um, We switched it up. We did two movies instead. We're not doing three this week. But that is only because... This earlier in this week, the Oscar nominations were released. And so we're going to break down kind of the nominations and go over that. We're not going to make any predictions. Closer to the Oscar, uh, actual Oscar show, we'll make our predictions. We'll do a whole podcast for that. But right now, we're just going to kind of go over who got picked, who got the shaft, and who, you know, deserves to actually get the nominations that got nominated. We'll talk a little about, about the, uh, Oscars so white movement and now the current Oscars so male movement, which is also going on now. We'll discuss really? that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll discuss wow. that later. That's fun. Um, but we're gonna start with our two movies. Well, wait, if you didn't catch our episode last week, we did nineteen seventeen, underwater, and Jumanji two. So check it out. Teaser Jumanji two sucked. So good. <laughs> Moving on. So we're going to start with Bombshell. Nick, I'm going to let you start with this one. We... You know, I'm not going to lie about it. Why, yeah, why would you lie about it? I thought I saw the trailer for this movie. I did not see the trailer for this movie. I did not go in this movie knowing what the heck was going on. It took me about a quarter of the movie to figure out what it actually was. And I was honestly, I didn't even know all the people. Yeah, I um, I definitely did not see a trailer for it. I didn't really know about it until the Oscar nominations came out and I saw Bombshell had quite a few. And so I was like, interesting, what is this Bombshell? I was trying to plan our schedule for the next few weeks and I saw Bombshell was still in theaters. And I was like, okay, we'll go see it. We'll, we'll just make it one of the reviewed movies because we're going to try to see most of the movies that have heavily, a lot of, like a lot of nominations mm -hmm. so that way we know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. this movie was still out. So I'm like, it's been out for a decent amount of time. It might be leaving theaters soon. Let's just see it this week. Get out of the way. And it was it was really intriguing and really interesting. So basically, Bombshell is about the whole Fox scandal with Roger Ailes and back Bill and Bill O'Reilly back in 2016, where uh, the all the sexual harassment stuff comes out. About and these, the Me Too movement. And these and the what? The Me Too movement. That was the start of that. Okay. And that. And it it was it was decent. Uh I have I mean I have some notes about the movie, but right off the bat, after the movie, I have to recommend you you found a video mm -hmm. on Megan Kelly's react it, it's titled Megan's Color Reaction of Omshell, but she actually brings in a couple other people that play a very prominent role in the movie and they watch the film and then break down their thoughts on th on the whole um uh aspect and and what it was like actually living it because this movie did not reach out to them uh they didn't 
correlate at all anything about this movie with them in terms of making it. Well, like they I knew about it. They knew about it. Like they have to. There it was their name in it. But, yeah, but they did not help make this movie at all or give any input at all. But I think that was also because of the non. They couldn't talk about some it legally. Them, they couldn't talk about it. Some of them can't. Not all of them, but most of them had to sign non-disclosure mm-hmm. uh, contracts and forms after the whole thing because they got the money, but they legally weren't allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Anymore. But no, it was. I mean, you got to think. It's the people. It it happened in real life to these people. Yeah. And now they're seeing a movie about it with the people playing them that look. Very, very similar. Like Char- Charles Throne or Charlie's Throne looked like Megan Kelly. Like there was a very strong semblance really between good. the both of them. That is very crazy. Especially, and you got to think when you're looking at when you have yourself and you're seeing this person play you that looks like you, yeah, acting like yeah. you, trying to mimic how you talk, what you do, mannerisms. Like it's crazy. Even, even the the video afterwards, she's talking or the husband was talking about how he felt that um the voice the voice for megan was kind of forced mm-hmm. and i honestly thought the voice was nailed i thought they sounded a lot no alike no they did they she, sounded similar she had to get she did into a very lower good pitch job for getting megan that kelly role down that being said i don't think the role it was not much of an acting role i don't i didn't i wasn't emotionally moved by anything that happened to be fair i'm not a woman like, it's all about sexual harassment of women and unfairness in the workplace. And I know mm-hmm. it's a relevant thing. I know it's a true thing. But I can never honestly say I know how you feel because it's I, I don't. And so maybe that's why. But I, I know for a fact that you, I could compare him to other people in the movie. Margot Robbie killed it. Mm-hmm. I felt despair. I felt I felt awful. Like, I felt awful for her and what she had to go through. But when it comes to... When it comes to um, uh, I don't know why you're laughing. When it comes to Megyn Kelly's part, I just thought it was she played Megyn Kelly great, but didn't really act. Like but, her acting was playing the role, but past that, the role itself didn't wasn't very demanding. Other than yeah. just getting into that. Now that form. she didn't do a terrible job with the roles, right. like she did the role how it was done, it just wasn't those roles where you needed that big of a range. Yeah. So um, you had to sell, but. That I'll tie this into the it. Oscar nominations. She is nominated for Best Actress. And and Margot Robbie is nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this movie. Margot Robbie, I think, deserves to be there. I think she was a great supporting actress in this. I thought she did really good. That being said, I don't think uh, Theron, Charlie, Charlie's Theron. I, Charlie's I, Theron. I butcher her name. I apologize. But I, think I I'm butchering don't you. think... She really deserves to be nominated. I think there's a lot of more impressive women out there in movies this year that that could have earned a spot over her, but she didn't do a bad job. But as far as the movie itself, like it was still a, it was a. I mean, I guess you could say it's similar to a documentary because it's, it's based on stuff that truly it's, it's nonfiction. Just say it's nonfiction. Yeah, because documentary. It wouldn't be anything like this. There was there was dramatization, dramatization. It was yeah, a lot of dra- dramatization. Yeah, dramatization. Um, heavy dramatization that uh, happened. They had a really interesting, interesting thing where they broke the fourth wall a lot, and they, the whoever was in the scene would stop, face the camera, and talk to the audience. And I thought that was interesting. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna bug me," but it didn't. It kind of fit 
the whole vibe that you get from the movie. It was interesting. It was a good way to narrate what was going on. Um, I think the most deserving... It's it's funny because I think the most deserving person in mm-hmm. this movie for a nomination, a movie about women and sexual harassment and women's oh. rights, is huh. not a woman. <laughs> I think... Um, John Litgo. John Litgo. He did a the phenomenal job. The person that plays Roger job. Ailes killed it. Killed it. Unfortunately, when I left the theater, I checked the nominations, and he's not nominated for supporting actor. But That's unfortunate. I definitely think he got snubbed. I think he killed it in this movie. Killed it. No, he did, he did a great yeah. job. I think it was just what he had to do with the role. Not that no one else did that. No one did a bad job. He just did what he needed to do and had to do for that role. Did you pick up on very like important and kind of like deeper scenes that took place and it was showing Megan, who was at the time pregnant. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the ultrasound, like the heartbeat? When it got to those tent scene, yeah, but and I when didn't... When it got to the tent scene, it was I didn't a heartbeat, it almost like the... an ultrasound. But it, it was not her heartbeat. It's definitely the baby's ultrasound uh-huh. and everything. I thought that was really, really cool. They did a lot of things. It's a nonfiction movie, but they did a lot of things to make this movie have a lot of interesting little Easter Well, Easter I mean, we're still forgetting them, Nicole Kidman's part with... Uh, I didn't like... What's her name? Nicole Kidman. So technically, Nicole McKidman's almost like the most important. Like, Megan she, Kelly, I'd say, is the central focus. But Nicole Kidman's character... Um, is, she had is the, the reason more role in starting. She what, started it. She was yeah. the one that started the um, lawsuit that got. She some... was the first one to throw it down, and other people had to pick it up, and she was right there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And she did a good job, but her role was so small, I couldn't. I couldn't. Gretchen Carlson. That's what Gretchen it was. Carlson was the name of the lady that had to had to come forward with the. I mean, all it, all it takes is one person to step forward and try to get everyone else to step forward. Yeah, but usually that's all it takes. But in their situation, you saw what how hard it was. Even after one step forward, how hard it was for others to step forward because of the horrible position they were put in in the workplace, mm-hmm. and even the the staff, including women that didn't set for that defended Roger Ailes because they just wanted to defend their job and they only cared really they only cared about themselves in in the long run and that that's the unfortunate thing with a lot of stuff that goes on now is that it's a lot of people worrying about the wrong stuff and it just just that negative impact mm-hmm. but um now I stated earlier like obviously I don't think either of us can really put ourselves in those shoes no to to 100 point but it did do a good job the movie did a great job at making me feel as close as i probably could feel for these women and understand as well as i can understand what type of shit they have to go through um not only i'm sure it's not only at these type of workplaces it's at a lot of other workplaces um just because you don't see it you hear about it, it. yeah. You hear about it so much, and it's it's crazy. It is really crazy. Um, but the movie did a good job. It was paced well. I think they got a lot of the main points across. Watching that, I 
I could not recommend that video enough. I really glad you told me about it because it really shed light on a lot of things in this movie that made. I thought they. I thought after watching that video, I think we had different opinions. I think I. I felt after watching that video, they did everything right. Like they made a couple mistakes, but they did everything. Is they did really well on really conveying what happened, and I. I remember you saying they should have made it. I believe darker was it. Is that the discussion we yeah, had? Like maybe a little like they, darker. They could have explored this movie to show more of the truer nature of what was happening to these women. But when you when you look at it, we know those horrible things happened to these women. Why should we show it? Should we show it just to do a, sh- a scare factor? Is there a reason behind it? Or do we just show what the way they need to show and we can fill in the blanks with what we need to fill in the blanks with? We, we don't need to force that type of dark thing. I like... I mean, it can be necessary sometimes, but we know what happened. We all know what happened. Yeah. And then I, I will say nothing that happened around with the same time of this movie, because this movie came to development short, like near shortly after Ro- like Roger died. He died, I think, in 2017, and shortly after that, that's when this movie was going to come to development. But also there was a miniseries, I forget on what network, but it's also show, it it's Netflix. called that was Netflix. The Loud Voice. The lo- no, I don't, th- I don't the think it's Netflix. Or something like that. Yeah, the loudest or something like that. Loudest but voice. it's basically another documentary on the like the rise and fall of Roger, Roger Ailes, Ailes. Mm-hmm. like how he got started in television, and then everything leading up to the debacle of 2016 and what he did. Yeah. Throughout these years and what happened. So, with all that you know in mind, what? How would you? It's hard to rate this movie because of it being. It, it's a movie, and, and it's not a movie. It's more than that. It's got so much more going on than it just being there for our entertainment. Yes, yeah. it's there for entertainment, but it's also, it's telling us something. Like, it's showing us more of the details of what happened to these women and countless others during that time. So, what score would you give Bombshell? As. I I really did like the movie, but I feel but if that feels so bad to say like oh yeah you like the movie yeah these women were sexually harassed that do, it's it's like you're digging your own grave. I don't know. I disagree. I feel like you can break it apart. Like I understand if you say you like the movie, the no mindset should be like oh I like this movie. It means you like sexual harassment. That's not a that's not the thing. It's it's if you like this movie, you like the acting. You like the story it told. Because in the end, it's Yes, it's about sex harassment, but it's about these women winning and succeeding, and yeah, and and hopefully yeah, that's, that's it sets a good, a look good on example it. on what other women hopefully will be able to do and overcome a lot of the stuff that they're put through. Um, I think this movie is important, and I think a lot of people should see it, men and women. I think a lot of men should see it personally because I think it will open their eyes to a lot of stuff that they don't, they might even realize that they're doing, and they need to fix. Um, all right, so I need a score for Bob. Uh, no, I I think it, it I, as a movie it was a good movie. Do you mean do you need me to go over? Well, we got yeah. no. I'd give it. Hmm. Do you remember what like a three is? No, I'd give it. I would. Well, I'll I'll give it a four, which is amazing. Because I thought it it did a really good job with the casting they did with this movie. How they how the actors had to act. Okay. Yeah, I. You know, <laughs> as, as, as crappy as it sounds, I think nonfiction movies right off the bat are weaker 
because they're not very original. They can't mm-hmm. be original. They're they're going off an actual story. So yeah. in terms of a theater film, yeah, I guess they're original, but they're 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 coming from a story, and that's not always a bad thing. They can still tell an amazing story and do an amazing job, and that's what they did with this movie. They took a story that was already out there and made it amazing. But the content and the type of movie it was, it just it's a great movie. It's it has its flaws. I wouldn't say it's amazing quite yet. I think it's just a great movie. And so for that, I'll, I'll give it a 3.5. No, I can see that. I can see that. All right, next up. A little bit lighter tone, but also still heavy in action, is Bad Boys for Life just came Bad out this weekend. Boys. We watched that. I'll be honest. Going into it, I was hesitant. I was a little nervous that it wasn't going to be... Wasn't gonna be what I wanted it to be, but I again I said like when I get into the theater I completely wipe my mind slate. I, I go into it with a blank mind. It's neutral. If it goes good, bad, you know. This this movie, I'll be honest right now, it surprised me. Mm-hmm. I think it was better than I originally thought it was gonna be. It it was funny. It used a lot of cheap humor still, but it was original. It still created its own jokes. I think it, it definitely original. hit on some easy comedy knocks that were just they were just there like okay everyone's gonna laugh at this let's use it it's it's easy it's not I mean, like hey, really creative you got, you got Will Smith but it's and original. Martin Lawrence when's the last thing Martin Lawrence has been in like what is I'm I'm gonna look that up right now folks when's the last time he's been in a movie because I feel like it's been a while my biggest thing is everyone knows Will Smith everybody likes Will Smith for the most part. But realistically, when was the last time Will Smith was in a good movie? Yeah, that's what I thought. Will Smith has his last, I'd say, decent and to good quality film. Like, person I liked, I Am Legend, but let's be honest, it wasn't great, is Pursuit of Happiness. That movie came out in the early 2000s. It has been a long time, nearly 20 years, since Will Smith has produced a good movie. He is, is is he a good actor? Does he always play the same roles? People think about it. People think about it like he, he plays this very similar roles every single movie. He, if he's a good actor, do you think a good actor, a great actor can carry the weight of a bad script, can carry the weight of poor cinematography? bad soundtrack it's hard it's hard it can be done but so that's why i can't oh, i can't hard. just go and say he's a bad actor because he's not but i'm not gonna say he's one of the greatest he's not i just can't see it i can't see him being one of the greatest and he'll be remembered as one of the greatest just because people are like oh i see him all the time like nicholas cage is is in everything it's in everything so like you see him so much you just think actor you think will smith you think nicholas cage you think leonardo dicaprio you think Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. You think about these people quickly. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Um, honestly, Scarlett Johansson's in there now. She's starting to get into everything. Yes. Um, but these actors and actresses, some of them are amazing. Robert Downey kills it in this as Iron Man. You know, granted, he, he got stuck Man. into he, he got stuck into one role, and it's gonna be hard. But to get he out did, of that. he did a great job. Um, but Will Smith, I just. 
I don't vibe with Will Smith. I appreciate his work. I just don't think he's an amazing actor. Um, but in turn, this movie, the my biggest issue right off the bat, and this actually pissed me off. I was like, that was a stupid decision on the director, on the writer, on the producer, whoever decided to implement this into the movie was a six-month time skip early on. So Will Smith does get hurt. Mm-hmm. And this is right in the beginning of the movie. Will Smith gets hurt, and they do a little six-month time skip to his recovery. Makes some sense. You need to have him recover. But the problem is, is oh, things yeah, happen okay. before the time skip that not should have been resolved, but progress should have been made. Characters should have developed in six fucking months. And after the six month time skip, sh- jack shit. It was like happened. it was nothing. Like it's a like day went by. It's like a day went by, but they actually skipped six. A day months. went by for them. Six months went by. They for should Will Smith. have skipped one month, and that's it. And just had them recover quicker. That's it. It's as simple as that. That's all they needed to do. The things that I think I really appreciated that this movie did so well was. The bad guy was pretty interesting. The opening scene with that woman mm-hmm. was pretty dark and gritty. Like the fucking oh, they. they I think oh, like over and over and over the stabbing, think, and then the like the washing machine discovery. Like oh my goodness, really good opening for a bad guy in an action movie. Dark. It's what you want. You want them to look like they're coming in here, guns ablazing. Ready to just, they don't give a shit about anybody. They're going to kill you if they get in their way. And the son was the same way. The um, the son of the main villain mm-hmm. was the exact same way because he just as dark, was just, just as, as dark and mm-hmm. violent and brutal. I really liked the villains. Their acting wasn't great. Like their, their written lines weren't impressive. Again, Nothing happened. Written lines aren't always on the actor. Because there's some people. It's never who, on the actor. It's on the delivery is on the actor, but the writing is on the actor. Written, I think mm-hmm. they were poorly written, but their acting, their physical acting, their actions were amazing, and it and it did enough to carry the weight of uh kind of a it was it wasn't like it was a poorly written script. It was just a very light script for them. You you can only do so so much with what you're written, and if people can't understand, like if that's how it's written. There's only so much acting room you get. There's only there's about one person I can think of off the top of my head that kind of suffers from poor script writing. Who? To where he suffers a Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I think personally, he does a good job at what he had to do in those movies. The two that he was in. Not that he did a bad job acting, because I think he acted what he was given really well. It's just what he was given was not good, but he acted with what he was given and did a good job with that. Yeah, I'd love to see Hayden Christensen in a in a uh, a more important role, like a bigger role. I, I, I'd love to see him get his shot because Jumper isn't it? No, Star there's Wars there's another there's another movie he's in. Wasn't that. really it. Although I love Jumper, and I obviously I love Star Wars. Oh, there, there, bless you. There's a, there's Thank another you. one I have. You're welcome. Um. There's a, there's a movie I got that has a minute, but we'll we'll get that on a different day. So back back to this that I loved about Bad Boys, and this was very important for me, is there was R-rated gore. 
Oh, there was for some sure. Gory in the first scenes. ten seconds. And I, I need that. I was nervous beforehand because I thought I saw it was PG thirteen, and I was like, "Why are they making a PG thirteen Bad Boys? Why would they do that?" R rating is so important to me now because I can I can enjoy children movies. They ha- they serve their purpose, but mm-hmm. I think PG thirteen movies are the worst of the worst, and the reason why is because you're stuck in the middle between a kids movie. And you can't go too far into an adult territory. You exactly. gotta stay right in the middle, and it just ends up taking away from the movie. R is not a bad thing. The gore is not a bad thing. You can go without a movie without saying fuck over and over. I understand that's what makes a lot of movies rated R because I get, I know a PG thirteen movie can only say fuck once. Mm-hmm. Um, but R rated gore huge to me. Really important that they did that. It was really well done. Um, and it's not like they just did it to the, they did it when they needed to do it and they did a good job with it I did not in, so there's a part where they're assassinating some people the main villain and I didn't enjoy the way that they edited that and pasted it and how easy and seamless it was it was just basically it was like sniper shot cut sniper shot cut sniper shot cut and I just I just didn't vibe with it. I just thought that they would kind of elaborate a little more, do something more interesting. They just did the same thing for all of them. I was just like, uh, okay, like I guess that's that's fair. Uh, the let's see, the soundtrack. At first, I have it written down that the soundtrack was not too good. I thought it fit. It fit the type of movie it was. It was like bumping rap music, club music, trap music. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. No good sound editing. It's crazy because at halfway point, at the halfway point and then to the finish, the soundtrack got good. They added more sounds and less music and created an atmosphere to the scenes. They did that. And same with the action. The action was good here. Good and gory. Other times it was kind of boring and didn't make sense, and then it, it went back to being good. This movie was really good at times, and then really bad at other times. It was a lot like The Grudge that we saw earlier this yeah. year. It has its super strong points. You're like, if they could have just kept that up and been consistent with it, boom, amazing movie. But instead, they have downfalls, which I think is the biggest issue for a lot of movies is keeping its consistency. I will say, as far as the char- character development went, I think they, they had... It was good character development. There's only one character I had an issue with, and that was the Asian actor who's in the in the movie. His name was uh, Rafi. I thought the character they were portraying in the beginning, they kind of forced him into something else that seemed really fast. And it's not even the time skip would happen, but I just thought... You mean like how he transitioned into what he was? Yeah, I completely. Where did it go? Where did it go? Like, that whole his whole mentality, his whole attitude, completely shifted with no explanation. There was nothing. exactly I'm just like that. That's what this should have been. A, I mean, at the end, I could see the transformation. But I could see show the how very it happens. End, it never. But, it just literally was like one minute, yo, you're a fucking old man, you're stupid, and then the next minute, I want to suck your cock. You're amazing. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was it, not a good that, that was to be the other two characters of uh, Vanessa Hudgens' character and uh, Norm. I thought they did. I thought that they did a good job with their character development. I mean, granted, the latter 
Oh no, the former didn't didn't have that much character development. It was more Norm that had a little bit more, and I I liked his character. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a lot different than what they would normally use that type of character for, but it was different. It was nice to see. But uh, as far as the movie went as a whole, I think. I, another thing I really liked about it was they uh, they weren't afraid to pull punches. You know, they start off with a heavy scene after a party. Later in the movie, they they you know another character gets it. That was super mm-hmm. heavy, emotional, really well done. I you can't be afraid to pull punches in these type of movies. They, I think at times they held back too much, but when they finally did things that they needed to do, I was like, there we go. Pulling the punches. This is an R-rated action film. I get it. Bad Boys is a comedy. Action comedy. I think action first, then comedy. But they did a great job. That actually leads me into the biggest positive for me in this movie, which we talked about a little bit earlier, was its humor. Mm-hmm. I think it's it was... I have found myself laughing a lot, of, a lot, and I'm not. I usually don't. I'm usually very serious in movies. I don't. Yeah, really, I can, I can, I can vouch for that. Yeah, and I did find myself laughing at like a good five, six scenes in this movie. I laughed at, and the reason why is because it was original humor. That being said, it wasn't super creative. It wasn't super creative humor, but it was original, and I could laugh. I was in the mood. It was, it was nice. Um, but the thing is, but it, the, it's the not the action. Like it. I think took a backseat to the comedy in this movie, and I really, I do, and I think that's bad because I do still think Bad Boys is action first, comedy second, but both are role. It's are very important, and I think this went comedy first, action second, and because of that, I was kind of like, uh, okay. I think I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. I mean, I think. They had the action where they needed the, where they needed to have the action. They didn't force just action to have action. I think same thing with the comedy. I mean, you can kind of predict where some of the com- comedy was going to come from, but everything just felt natural. Nothing felt forced. Everything seemed like it. It made sense with what was going on. Mm-hmm. There's there's little like little tiny things that I had questions too. There's a scene where a tow truck gets its load shot off the car there's a car on a tow truck and it gets shot okay yeah i can see that the tow truck kept driving didn't stop they were just bystanders essentially they were just bystanders driving on the road during this action chase scene (laughs) the cars get blown up off the back of them they don't speed up they just got shot at they don't speed up they keep same pace because they get passed but they drive they keep driving like nothing happened a little weird didn't hurt the movie too much, but I noticed it. And so if I notice it, you know, it could be interpreted poorly. And then the last big note that I took that was, I thought, a big issue is Mike Lowry's Will Smith character. His origin story, essentially, and it's not really his origin story, but it's more so he in the movie he describes these chain of events as what makes Mike Lowry, what made him the way he is is because of these certain events was super lame and super maybe not even lame but super weak like the story to, like he told it in like 2 seconds in a fucking parking garage with no emotions behind it 
I, I don't know. It was I some type of don't emotion. think there was emotions. I understand there was a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a twist and everything and, and and all that. I don't think there was emotions in their acting at all. I did not feel any sort of sentiment towards it. And I was like, this is one of the two big bads in this movie. Like the these are the two bad boys, you know. And one of their origin stories is just so the the tough guy's origin story is just so flat, and it really didn't hold a lot to me. Um, I mean, do you? I think you remember I think that scene. It was there to justify it. It just. I mean, I mean, it had to justify. It had to explain it, but I just think they could have. I kind of want to go back and watch the first two again. And see if it tied in at all. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, think... just go and see the first two, and see how what what they did to tie in some of the stuff in the third one. Yeah. But, but if I so with that, I mean, I'll rate this one first. I was um, thinking. I had to think a lot about this one actually. I was stuck at. I think was it underwater? What did I give? What did I give a two point seven to? I don't think it was underwater. You would have gave it. It was. It was underwater. I gave it was 2.7 it? underwater. Yeah. So I was stuck in the exact same position because I thought this movie was average for the most part. But the humor was good. There was a lot of things that were good. After really giving a lot of thought, I, you know, I'm trying so hard not to go off the scale like you have a habit of doing. I've only done it once so far. I did it like one time. You've done it like three like twice <laughs> i'm not gonna go off the scale for this one i made a decision which side it was closer to between average and good i Stick do think it was just an average movie i think it was 2.5 out of 5 Ooh. um but it's enjoyable you can still get a good laugh at it if you like the first two bad boys you'll like this bad boys if you like action movies you'll like this movie if you like comedies you'd probably it's like, like a gory or rush probably hour. like this movie yeah it's a good comparison to rush hour but in terms of it being a good movie, I mean, it's pretty average at best. Like uh, the acting isn't amazing; it's not bad. It's it's see, it's I pretty think much right in the I'm gonna film. have to disagree with you there. And I told you this when we got out. I was like, yeah, it's kind of it's what I expected it to be. Like I wasn't like surprised by a lot. There was a few surprises. You definitely got surprised at some point in this movie. Yeah, like if you called what was gonna happen, like more power to you. Yeah, but. I I I, would, I don't I'm not gonna give it a two point five because I did think it was good. I'm still. I feel like a three is too low for this because it it's what I expected. But three it was is still, good. Three point five is great. I think it was it was a good movie. The humor was there. The action was there. It's not like the acting was subpar. I think for the type of movie that it is, they did a good job. I guess I keep saying good, so I got to give it a three. three I'll say did a great job, so I'll give it a three awesome. because it's definitely better so, than average. Just for the you know anyone that's listening, three is the lowest score that Nick has given out. Is not it? yet. It has tied another really? movie that he gave a three. What? The three he has not gone below a three, and a three is good on our scale. So he has not. We have we've seen eight total movies, and not a single one of them has been less than good in his opinion. So he's must be having a great time. I mean, he's really enjoying himself. I enjoy movies. <laughs> um, I you gave Jumanji two a three out of five. I totally thought it deserved that. 
Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I heard you justify it good. Now, and uh, looking at my scores, I have given one, two, three, four. I'm down the middle. I've given four movies a three or higher, and I've given four movies under three. So I'm literally split right down the middle. Uh, my lowest score is Jumanji 2 out of one. So we have that in common. Both of our lowest scores are Jumanji 2. Interesting. Jumanji 2, still a good movie. Still go see it. I don't care what he says about it. And then it jumps up to it's a, worth it. You know, a two with grudge and everything and so on and so forth. So now we, we decided we only were going to review two movies this week because we have a big discussion on our hands. Special. And that is the Oscar nominations that came out on Monday. Yes. We're just, I'm just going to kind of just read them off and, and we're going to add in our thoughts here and there. We're going to go down the list. I have a couple notes. Uh, first, so I guess first and first? foremost, we'll discuss... We'll just go down the... Yeah, we're just going to the list. We'll start, we just go in order. Yeah, we're going to start with Best Picture. Oh, that's your first? I got Best Actor first. No, best, best Picture. So Best Picture, we go with... Uh, I mean, Best Picture is the most important. You don't, you don't want to know what movie of the year is. By far the most You important. do have a valid point. There, there's a lot of really good options here. Mm-hmm. So for Best Picture, we have Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. For everyone, I'm sure everyone, almost everyone's heard of all of those movies but the last one. Because Parasite is a foreign film. And it is, I want to say it's Korean. I could be wrong. I believe it's Korean. Parasite is breaking records right now. It is, I believe it's the most nominated Record foreign film, breaking. Most nominated foreign film of all time, I think. Most positive. And it is just on a roll. That's a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. 99. Yeah, but 1% of it sucks. And a lot <laughs> and a lot of reviews. It's not like 10 people reviewed this, 9 out of 10 liked it. it it's well received. It, it looks interesting. If I saw, I watched the trailer. We're seeing it tomorrow, actually. I'm very excited. Ooh. But uh, if I watch the trailers, I would say it's like an Asian get out. But... I could be completely wrong. So next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about Parasite, and I'm excited. But just keep in mind, we're trying, we're going to, you know, we might be like, oh, I'm glad this movie got nominated, stuff like that, or they were well-deserved. We're not making, we're trying our best not to make predictions today. We're going to have a whole show for just predictions, and maybe put, you know, a little- The prediction segment. Yeah, and that'll be closer to the actual Oscars. So- it was good to see Joker. I'm glad Joker got the nomination. Ford vs. Ferrari was interesting to me. Uh, I haven't, you know, we're going to see most of these. We're going to end up watching Little Women next week. Marriage Story is on our list. We saw 1917. Yeah, I saw Netflix movies in making it to the Oscars. Talk about something else. Yeah, a good amount of uh, Netflix films have been nominated pretty heavily. I mean, which you is good think, to see. You don't have to be a, You don't have Props to go to, to the theaters to see a major movie that can be nominated. There's two. You've got two Marriage Stories and The Irishman. Yeah, and both, both are very well received. Yeah, uh, very movies. well received. I personally, I'm excited to see Marriage Story because it's Adam Driver, not as Kylo Ren. Well, he he was in um Silence, which was that like three hour long. 
uh, or Silence silent or movie? something. It was a, no, no, no. It was like a three-hour-long movie about some priesthood and stuff in in a different country. It was I never saw it, but and I heard it was amazing. Scarlett Johansson. I mean, God, that. Woman. All right, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so actor in a leading role, we have Antonio oh, wow. Banderas okay, okay. in Pain and Glory, which I don't really? think is on our list. I don't even think that's Antonio on Banderas. Leonardo DiCaprio, again, for the gazillionth time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver from Marriage Story. You were saying that earlier. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see him. It is really cool to see him nominated. I'm not going to lie. You know, loving Kylo Ren as a character, seeing him nominated for other roles is really interesting. Joaquin Phoenix for the Joaquin Joker. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know why I butchered his name. You just said Joaquin jo- Phoenix. I did. Oh, were you looking Christ. at Joker when you said it? I thought you were going to go John. I was Price. mixing up the name of the movie and his name. So Joaquin Phoenix <sighs> Joking got Phoenix nominated. As soon as I saw that movie, I was like, this man better get a nomination. I don't know if he deserves to win, but he better get a nomination for this movie. Definitely gets a nom. And then Jonathan Price for... The Two Popes. For The Two Popes, which is, again, on our list. We'll be seeing that before our We're going to make our darndest effort. Actress in a leading role. We have Cynthia Erivo, I believe is how you pronounce it. Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. Uh, (laughs) Charlie... God damn it. Charlie Theron. Theron. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Wow. Rosie Ro- Ronan. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm oh, not God. Butcher. I'm so bad In Little names. Women. <laughs> this is a terrible idea to read. So I'll just say these names. So since you can't From Harriet, them. Marriage Story, Little Women, Bombshell, and Judy, which Judy is not on our list either. It's another movie that we might need to watch before we, uh, we We've go. We've got a into. lot of work to do, folks. I haven't seen Harriet. I have heard that Cynthia killed it. Killed it for that movie. Is it about Harriet Tubman? It is. Um, and then Scarlett Johansson, I like, but I don't like Black Widow. So, and she's, that's her role one, that you see her in the most. But she's in so much. I will say, there's one scene that I did see that was taken. It was on Facebook. It was one of those where you watch it and it shows the script of what they all have to do. And that one scene, that one scene, makes me want to watch the movie. I mean, I love Scarlett from, Johansson. She's amazing. From Marriage Story? Good Lord. From Marriage Story. From Marriage Story, but that one scene between her and Adam Driver mm-hmm. was so amazing that I want to see this whole movie. So um, we have an actor in a supporting role next. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. Did you say no to Tom Hanks? Huh? No, I said you're cutting me off. Oh, I thought you were done. Am I or am I? Are you? What else were you going to say? Now I'm done. Okay, good. Shut the fuck up. Tom <laughs> Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins from The Two Popes. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesci. And Joe Pesci. From... What did you say? I said Pesky. It's Pesci. Names are easy to me. Apparently not. <laughs> the so Irishman. Joe Pesci. And Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Honestly, I thought you were going to say Al Pacino. I'm not fucking... Or Pacino. I'm not that bad. Based on what you've been saying all day, I don't know, folks. Um, I'm. I mean, I haven't seen all of these. I'm satisfied with all the nominations. There's just one nomination missing. Mm-hmm. Roger Ailes. Yep. Well, where's Roger Ailes? Um, actually, would he be supporting or would he be a lead? No, he'd be a supporting actor. That's the support. But he was the main lead male role. No, it was a, all about he's him. He's a supporting actor in that movie. He's not okay. a main. There's three main characters, and it's the three women. 
He was a supporting actor, and I think he should have got a nomination at the at very least. least. So what are we on now? We're Best supporting, supporting actress. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and you can read these off. Do we have them in front We've of you? We've got Kathy Bates yeah. from Richard Jewell. Margot Robbie from Bombshell. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, which I want to see that. It looked It's on our dope. list. It we'll be funny. seeing it next week. Uh, we've got Florence Pugh, or Foe, from Little Women. When it's spelled P-U-G-H, you don't know what to say. And then Laura Dern from Marriage Story. So this is impressive because, one, right off the bat, Scarlett Johansson's nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, and both the movies are different. It is really Very different cool. movies, and I can see why she is nominated for it's both. It's really cool seeing uh, anybody Could you imagine in that. winning Best Supporting Actress and, and Best, Best Actress? Actress? I might be biased in our pick show just to pick that, but I mean, I have to we'll Actually, watch the movies. Actually, it would be see. worse: winning best actress, actress, and not supporting actress, or winning. Yeah, I think when, if you were to win best actress and then not get best supporting actress, what are you doing? No, 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 no. They're both very different. I can't. You can't go into it with that mindset. I think they're too different for that. But um, next up, we have. We're not going to go over all the categories. We're over most categories. We're you know we're on yeah time. We're animated on time. feature that animated feature one. film. There's five films nominated. We have Toy Story four, Missing Link, Claws, I Lost My Body, and How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World, which I think is How to Train Your Dragon three. I think yeah. is what it is. Yeah, um, and how how to train your dragon? That's become like a very good trilogy from my understanding. Yeah, it's it's actually an interesting. It's a very trailer. well I saw done it as trilogy. a one shot when it first came out, and now it's turned into. A well-made trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. We did see that movie. Saw missing. I saw Missing Link. I saw Toy Story Four. I haven't seen I Lost My Body. Which, it, looking at these, it looks like I Lost My Body is that one animated film that's actually very serious and important. So we'll watch that probably and, and get a good opinion on that. We have we, cinematography. We, we have cinematography. This Hold is my personal favorite category. I maybe behind Best Picture. Because best picture is the most important to me, but then after that is cinematography. Because cinematography is always so important to me in a movie. I love looking for good cinematography, good shots, interesting scenes. And this we have the uh, Irishman nominated, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you know, just looking at it, like right off the bat, you think, you think, um, you know, 1917 was shot in two shots. Two. There is one cut in that entire movie. One. The cinematography was intense. Well done. Wonderful. But I've seen the trailers for Lighthouse. We will be seeing it. We haven't seen it yet. That movie looks insane. Mind-boggling. Like, just weird. It's a weird movie. Now, the thing is, is it better to watch movies with the trailer being seen or without the trailer being seen? That's another question for another episode. God but it's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it will good... be taking too long if we talk about that. Yeah, we, we I got some down serious another... points about that. We can that. break that down in another episode. Um, after that, we have you know there's Next directing. Week, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to directing. Oh, we're on directing. We're gonna we're gonna there's there is costume design, but we're gonna skip over costume design and go to directing. We have uh, Quentin Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips, Joker. Martin Scorsese. Sorry, Scorsese. I know his name. I just Scorsese. Mark Scorsese. Sam Mendes for 1917. And Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. You pronounce that correctly. <laughs> but the English <laughs> word the you can't pronounce. For Parasite, again, 
I'm loving I'm seeing Parasite on here. I'm so excited for that movie. Yes, tomorrow. foreign films for the win. Yeah, I'm mad props. It looks amazing. Uh, I don't have a preference. Well, you know, you'll hear what we pick in our picks after we see these movies. Hey, Very excited foreign to watch the ones we film. haven't seen. Um, after that, I'd say some big ones would be like film editing. We have Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo's Rabbit, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite again. So very similar to cinematography. Uh, we have, let's see, another big one. I'll, I'll put throw in makeup and hairstyling in there because uh, some of the nominations, like Bombshell, makeup and hairstyling, think about it, they, they killed it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like people. I see Joker nominated up there, and like okay, yeah, the Joker has makeup. There's some good gore and stuff, but think about Bombshell and how they had to make these people look like real life characters. And oh, John, John Lithgow, I'm very upset that he doesn't that. have at least a nomination. Ju- uh, Judy Maleficent and 1917 are also in there, and I, you know, 1917 was good. I think costume design for 1917 was a little better than makeup and hairstyling. Uh, we have music. These are very important. It's music, original score, and original song, mm-hmm. which we'll listen to the soundtracks and whatnot, I think. I, I, I will, at the very least. Um, for original score, we have The Joker. We have Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. For music, original song, we have Into the Unknown, I'm Standing With You, or let me say what movie they're from, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, Mm -hmm. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man, and Stand Up from Harriet. As for original score, I don't, I mean, I've seen Joker 1917 Star Wars, we're gonna see Little Women and Marriage Story before, but John Williams, can you Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> John, good uh, luck beating John Williams in Star Wars. It, it, it's amazing. It's just, he, he does a good job, Duel of Fates. <sighs> uh, we'll go into production design. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Again, you, you keep hearing these names over and over. I believe... There's a trend. What movie had 11 nominations and leads? It was Joker. You're right. It was Joker. It has, it the, has most... the most nominations, and then you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has is really high up there. Nineteen Seventeen is really, really high up there. A Parasite, like I said, most nominated foreign film has six nominations. It's awesome. Uh, getting into one of the other categories, foreign language film. Uh, we got Les Miserables. I know I made. I know I messed it up, folks, but y'all can figure it out. Parasite, one of the bigger ones. Corpus Christi. Before Honey we go land? any further, can Parasite be beat in a foreign films category? I'm going foreign, 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 foreign film. This movie's breaking <sighs> records for being the most nominated. Yeah, can oh, another foreign film beat I it? Could see Honestly, pa- I could see Pain and Glory, and that's because it's in some other nominations too. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, vi- <clears throat> one nomination. One thing that you had to point out. Oh, continue with uh, the nominations for that. Oh. It was Pain and Glory and Honeyland. Those okay. are the, those are the last two for foreign language Another film. Another big one is, it, and it's cool because Avengers Endgame is nominated in this one. Is visual effects? We have a, Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, nineteen seventy two, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, that's a but, tough. 
That's a tough group. I'd say it's a tough group, but if you if you look at these, there's two there's two different sections of this category because you've got Star Wars, Endgame, and The Lion King. Those are there's a lot of heavy CGI in those. Yeah. As far as visual, 1917 in The Irishman. Yeah. That's more realistic. There's not you're not going to have as much well, CGI. Visual, that's more CGI is not all of it. visual effects isn't just CGI. It's about you know what's going on in the scene and like what how they edit it and whatnot mm-hmm. and the explosions. That being said, I do think there's three favorites for this. I do I do believe CGI effects tend to lead towards more victory in this category. So Avengers, Lion King, and Star Wars might have a good handle. I, on honestly, this. I would not. I I I, I you know would, what? We're not talking about this right now. We're saving this for the next. I'm one. just pointing out. I think you know. I think there is some favorites, but I it think, is a tough category. I think there's going to be some favorites, but I don't think it. We're not. We're not on the same boat with this. So now we're going to go with uh, writing original screenplay. Before we do adapted, original screenplay. So they came up with this story all on their own. And that is Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Parasite, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually. What? There's two nominations for Parasite and two nominations for 1917 in Best Original Screenplay. You've got... Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's for that's that's directors. Best original screenplay. Then you've got Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. This is just what I'm seeing online. We're in writing. We're in writing. You said best original screenplay. Writing original screenplay. Is that best original screenplay? I don't. I don't. I think so, but I don't think what you're using is right. I'm on the official Oscars site so referencing. Am I. No, you're on Google. Best original screenplay. Yeah. Writing, original screenplay. It's these yeah. five right here. Well, you know what? Maybe they just didn't edit it right. No, they're just including written by these people. But yeah. it's just the movie that's nominated. It's not the person that's nominated. Well, someone's got to accept it. Well, forget all that. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck the noise. Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> and Parasite. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, it's based off the Manson killings. 1917. Is based off true stories that World were told one. and passed down. Good word, uh, ma- uh, word, mouth, mouth, mouth word, word of story, mouth, word of mouth stories. Um, English, not his and strong then suit. We have best adapted screenplay: The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes, which I'm excited for. Most the of Two Popes. So that looks that looks pretty interesting, but I'm I'm excited for the Oscars. I think they're kind of a in like shambles right now, but I'm excited for them. And before, okay, so before we, because yeah, that, that's a lot of end, stuff before, going we're at, on. We're already at like 55 minutes, so we gotta, before we end, rappy, rappy. What, uh, there's the two movements that we're gonna talk about Oscars so white and Oscars so male now. That's the thing. Um, are we really getting into this topic? I don't think we have time for this topic. We, we have to talk about this topic now. It is too important to put off. Oscars hey, so, I'm excited. Oscars so white. Let's start with that. The article, there was a USA Today article that came out earlier in the week that basically was like, there's only one best actor, actress. Like, in those two categories combined, there's only one black person nominated. One. Okay, so looking back at... Cynthia from Harriet. So looking back at some of the films, you go to Jordan Peele and his movies. Mm -hmm. Get Out, didn't that make some traction? Get Out was not this year. Us no, last year. year. Us was this year. That's what I'll get to. But what did get? What happened with Get Out? 
is good. I think he got nominated. I could be wrong. Then Jordan got, Peele got nominated. Yes. I don't know if the actor got nominated. But, but I uh I personally <laughs> I'm big on I disagree with that. Oscars so white movement. I think it's silly. Uh they're pushing for diversity and equality and it's an award show. It's not about equality. It's the opposite. You're giving an award to one person and saying they did better than everybody else. Is that really about equality? To me, that's not about equality. That's about awarding the person that deserves the award the most. These nominations, there's like five people. I think there's like, specifically, I think there's maybe six or seven nominated for best actor in those categories. And they're over here like, why aren't there more black people nominated? And I'm just saying, there's five. There's five actors, to be more specific. They're like, I'm like, what? Do you do you think that they should nominate them just because of the color of their skin? Because that's not the point of the Oscars. It's Mm-mm. the point of the Oscars is to nominate them based on their performance. Yep. And how they do. If you can show me a movie where someone outperforms one of the nominations, maybe I'll see your argument. But show me it. Don't just bitch. I'm sick of this fucking argument. It is stupid. It is a stupid argument. I, I'm not nominating somebody because of the color of skin. I'm nominating somebody because of their performance. Simple as that. Cynthia has a great shot at winning Best Actress because she killed it. She's nominated because she killed it. You're going to tell me Scarlett Johansson didn't kill it? She probably killed it. These other people, these other actresses, these other actors, they killed it in their roles. It's disrespectful to them saying that other people should be nominated just because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fucked up. I, I it pisses it, it pisses me off. It's stupid. Next, we'll get into Oscars. Turn your grits. It's it <laughs> grinds my gears. Um, Oscars so white, or no, not so white. We just did that one. So male. Um, I was facetiming a friend last night, and she values movies, and I. Ooh. Gave me good, uh, gave me a really good opinion on this, and that is that the main argument that in USA Today made and some other people made is that there's no women directors nominated. First and foremost, how many women directors do you even fucking know? There's a couple. Yeah, we'll do, we'll but do what fucking I, shit I, I, are I they producing know. right now that deserves to be nominated? over the movies that are nominated. It's not because they're a guy or a girl. That's not how they nominate. I'm sick of Oscars so male. They don't nominate movies because a male directed them. They don't nominate movies because a female directed them. They nominate a movie because of the quality of the movie and the quality of the directing. But she had a good argument to counter that. And it is a good argument. It's not justification for them nominating females out of the reason that they're females. But there's not a lot of women directors because it's hard for women to get a good job as a director. And that, that I can agree with. That, I think, is ultimately... Do the Oscars need to change because of it? No. Does the hiring standards need to change because of it? Absolutely. There it is. Absolutely. I don't think... I just... It's silly to me. The whole thing is silly, but I do think it's unfair. I don't think women get their shot. And I think if a woman needs their shot... First and foremost, they need to create a bomb-ass indie film. They need to put it in a ton of fucking festivals. It needs to get great reception and then 
and only maybe then they get the recognition they deserve and get hired for an actual project. But you know what's funny? That's what everyone else has had to do to get somewhere. Oh, exactly. People are like, oh, women, you know, they need to get their shot. The thing is, yeah. A lot of male directors, you start out by going through festivals, by earning recognition. Everyone was there at one point. But I do agree. I don't think as many women get looks at that. But it's not, I don't think it's so much because, I, I, I can't say fairly that it's not because they're women, but I can say right now the market's dominated by male directors, but there's a lot of male directors that are fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Why hire a woman that's made one good movie, one interesting movie, over one of these big shot directors? Not saying you can't give them It's the not because it's a woman. It's because you're going to go with the most reliable choice. And right now, the most reliable choices are these other directors that have already been in the environment, in the business, the market, for so long. I, I just can't justify it. Just not yet. It's not there yet. I hope that women get a fair shot in theater, in acting, in directing, but to say that they need to be nominated more because of that. I did see one valid point earlier was they need to create, they have best director category right now. They need to split that up like they do with the actor categories and do best male director and best female director. What do you think about that? I'm not saying I'm opposed to that idea, but the whole reason you've got best actor and best actress is because they're both on there. They play extremely different roles. They play extremely different roles. Yeah, they play differing roles. Yeah. They play the same role. But you could make the a best female director and best male director. I the reason why yeah go ahead. It still wouldn't justify what happens because it's not it's not solving the problem of having better female the, directors. It's just giving them a category so they can kind of shine and maybe the, give them a better exactly. shot. Exactly. The biggest issue, the the biggest, it, I, I'm completely opposed to it. And the reason why is because best female director and best male director, you don't see the director. You just see the work they make. You're mm-hmm. being sexist by making two categories right off the bat. They're both producing movies. It's not like they're in the film. With an actress and an actor, you see them acted out. Male and females act differently because the roles they get are different. It's not that they're acting differently. It's that they have to act differently because of the roles they're given. You have to split it up into two categories. Not going to lie. They're not entirely comparable. Wait, but best director? Directors direct. (laughs) It's not a difference between if they're a male or a female. That idea alone is sexist, and it pisses me off. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Not going to lie. I did think Ryan Johnson was a female. I did think that. All right, you're... Ryan Johnson's is not a female. Sad. That is a male. I had to look it up. Okay, with that, we're going to check out. And we'll catch you next week. We're going to be doing... What are uh, we doing? We're doing JoJo, Doolittle, and Little Women. Doolittle might not make the cut. We'll see. Nick's really excited for it. But we, I want to see We Doolittle. are really busy, busy schedules with the Oscars out. We have Tights. a lot. We're trying to watch a ton of movies so that way we can give the most accurate Got pictures for everyone. All right, so that I'm out. Peace.